0: Welcome back to the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, I am joined by a woman named Sharon. Sharon is a very insightful young lady from Jerusalem. Sharon reached out to me on Instagram, had some questions for me, specifically wanted to talk about how to adjust your calories and macros as you are losing weight. At what point do you change your calories? When do you lower them? How low is too low? So we hopped on a call to chat and we spent a good chunk of the conversation with Sharon explaining to me her fitness journey. She suffered some trauma early in life, has um, really struggled with post-traumatic stress disorder and anxiety disorder, and she shares with me how fitness really helped her through those struggles, and in what ways it has blessed her and how she has um, used fitness to her advantage. So this might really resonate with you if you are somebody who has struggled with trauma and anxiety, either in the past or currently. So listen in as we talk all about it. Hello, Batshava. Welcome.
1: Hi, thanks.
0: So glad you could join me here. You're going to help me with your name pronunciation as we go, if I'm not saying it correctly.
1: Yeah, okay. No problem. It's it's Batsheva. but you can also really call me Sharon. It's fine. I go by both, really. It's Okay. Fine.
0: If I'm ruining it, I'll just say Sharon.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. So tell us a little bit about you before we talk about your fitness question. Tell us where you're from and what you do and about you.
1: Yeah, thanks. So um I live in Jerusalem, Israel now. I come originally from New York. I moved here five, six years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um
0: But you were born and, and raised in New York? Yeah, Brooklyn. Okay, great.
1: So um I moved to Jerusalem for family, for work. Yeah, so um I was like right out of high school and my family was, uh, most of my family lives uh, here in Jerusalem and uh, more of my family was moving there and I figured it was like a, a good opportunity because I wasn't yet sure what I was gonna do um, just with my life, my job, you know, and I just figured um, it would kind of be cool and fun to go to somewhere different. And so, yeah, I, I it ended up being an amazing opportunity for me. Um, and I love it here, and yeah, I'm really happy to be here. That's fantastic. And did you already speak fluent Hebrew when you moved there? I actually really don't speak Hebrew well. I've never been no. good with language, <laughs> but there's, uh-huh. most people here speak English, and, um, and, I, and I, when I have to, I break my teeth. So
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're from New York. You live in Jerusalem. You don't speak Hebrew very well. <laughs> what else do we <laughs> know about you? What do you do for work?
1: So I'm a personal trainer, I, um, when I, like my whole life, I was always um, like overweight and pretty unhealthy and not knowledgeable really about anything about health, fitness, nutrition. Um, And I decided um, at some point, like pretty much a few months after I moved to Jerusalem actually that I wanted to, I wanted to try something, I wanted to try to change my, change that. Um, I had always like tried, you know, things for my entire life before that throughout high school. um, I was, you know, trying one diet or or another and trying one workout or another, but I was not knowledgeable. And um, I think I also felt a lot of this like pressure, um, but I didn't really know how to go about things. So it just ended up being very like emotion, like emotionally painful experiences as opposed to being what it should be, which is feeling empowered and strong and taking good care of yourself. Okay. So so I I decided I'm gonna get myself a trainer to help to teach me, you know, what to do. And which always seemed like a pretty crazy thing to do to me, honestly, because like it's a lot of money and like it, it seemed like something I should know somehow. Um, but I I Yeah, a lot found of people myself- feel
0: that way. Why do you think it is? Why did you feel like you should know how to do that?
1: It's a good question. I I I don't know, I think that, you know it's so funny because like we're anything, so we shouldn't assume that we that we do know anything really unless we're taught it. And I never, we never had like the school I grew up grew up in. We never had gym. There was I never learned anything anything about working out, and I learned very bit, little about nutrition. Um, one of the most amazing things I've learned recently in my in my Like newer, like eating journey is that there's no moral judgment on food. Like there's no bad food or good food. I think that you talk about this. I've seen that you say things about this. It's just you know more or less nutritious, more or less calories. But like what's with all all the like good or bad um, point of it? So like I guess um, I think that we kind of have this feeling sometimes that we're supposed to know certain things, but meanwhile we haven't really learned about it before. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's good that you realized that you needed help. So you, you hired a trainer. Yeah. So from the exercise point of view, I, I, from like a, just, yeah, the movement and exercise point of view, I started, you know, years ago, I hired a trainer and she actually told me pretty quickly, which I was so shocked about because I was really not in good shape and and I had never felt like I, I could move so well I never felt really like light or graceful or I don't know I never felt like so easy in my body I guess I would say mm-hmm. um and she told me almost immediately you should be a trainer you have such a good like right when I tell you to do something you have such good mind body awareness and such good internal understanding and um and I was shocked by that like that that did not hit me like that didn't make any sense to me isn't that, uh, interesting that you didn't see yourself in that
0: way you actually thought the opposite that you didn't move very well and she saw that you did
1: I think that part of it is that, like to this day, I don't have a good aim. I'm not going to be able to, you know, do so well in a basketball game. And growing up, that was what kind of meant that you were in shape is if you could play a ball game or, you know, and uh, like I, and I, and I could never dance. Like I'm not somebody who can like keep a sequence in my head, but this, but I guess one of the things that I've learned is that you have to find something that works for you when Mm -hmm. it comes to these kind of things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I have to tell you, Sharon, I'm terrible. Like I can't get balls in baskets or balls in targets either. So it's it's interesting that, yeah, there can be a very like one track mind. Either we feel like we're athletic or we're not. And if we weren't good with like team sports or ball sports, sometimes here in the States, we figure like, okay, I'm not athletic.
1: That's a really nice, concise way of putting it. Like athletic doesn't necessarily mean um, like working, knowing how to work out and being athletic are two different things. Yeah. And I think that anyone can strength train really. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that so much of, you know, sticking to something and finding a lifestyle is finding something that you enjoy and that speaks to you and that works for you and for what your goals are. Yeah. So, yeah. So when I started with her, I just found this like new kind of world open up for me that I had never like, realized was there before. Um, but in terms of, like, m- a little bit more of a balanced attitude having to do with food, nutrition, and also just general movement, um, besides for exercise, I didn't really start anything with that until this year. Um, like, even, I was working out, I w- I'm saying uh, I was in very good physical shape. Um, I, you know, was able to do a lot of moves in the gym that many people maybe weren't able to do. But meanwhile I was still um, I was still pretty heavy. I started out at something like 230 pounds. I'm 5'3. Okay. Um, and and I slowly I did lose weight over those years with exercise, but I really didn't understand anything about food. I always had this mindset of like either you're eating healthy or you're not. Mm. There's not really any place in between. And you just get overwhelmed sometimes by all the information out there, like organic and you have, you know, now you should start, you know, mixing these like um, powdered greens into your drink. And if you're not eating kale, then you're not healthy. And like, it it just gets overwhelming. You don't really know what healthy is and what it isn't. And I I don't think that anybody could really succeed in that kind of environment.
0: And so what really helped it kind of start clicking for you?
1: So I found, um, Jordan Sayat, or I don't know how to pronounce his last Sigh. name. I found, yes. Okay. I found him on Instagram like, I don't know, maybe six, seven months ago. And I I just was blown away by just the, the mental health component that he puts in. And I found you through him. Um, and I just had started following a couple people. I hadn't even been on Instagram before. I only just Got on Instagram because my sister opened up a, a cake business. She, oh. she makes cakes here in Jerusalem, kosher cakes by Claire. Um, and <laughs> shout she, out to Claire! Shout out to kosher <laughs> cakes. She's amazing, by the way. She makes those beautiful. Anyways, um, I'm very proud of her. Oh, um, so, so I I opened an Instagram to follow her and like I wanted to support her. And then like I had never been on Instagram before, and I found fairly quickly, I found this whole like fitness community that I hadn't even known about. And before that, I was kind of avoiding hearing people talk about fitness and health, um, nutrition, all these things, because I always felt so overwhelmed. And this was the first time that it seemed like this just human middle ground. Everybody's so like grounded and normal within it. Like you have to do what works for you. And the most important thing is that you should find your emotional, mental stability within it um and nothing too extreme and sustainability and lifestyle over fads and I just was so taken by it. I thought that that sounded so right to me.
0: Yeah. And and what changes did you begin to make then um in your nutrition?
1: So the first thing I did was first of all I want to say um and this is something like I've said to a few people, like I found out about this. I didn't start till like four months later. I had to kind of let it sink in. I continued listening the entire time and following, but like, I, I, I was going through actually a pretty difficult time emotionally this year. And, and I wanted to make like on a personal level, but then I also felt like on a physical level, I wanted to make some changes because of the emotional stuff going on. I gained back something like 30 pounds I had lost. (laughs) Um, and, and I wanted to make some changes, but I also wanted it to come from a strong place. Like, I think that, um, I, I, you know, I have, I suffer from some PTSD trauma um, because of some stuff that happened in my childhood and in my past. And I think that one of the biggest things that I've learned is that it's so important to try to find empowerment within whatever you do. Like you could, it's so easily become victim to yourself and your choices. If you feel like you have to eat healthy and you come down on yourself, like from a place of trying to motivate yourself through fear. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just will not, it won't get you, you'll not, you, you won't be able to keep at it for so long, but besides for that, you hurt, you hurt yourself and you kind of re-traumatize yourself. So I'm very, I've, I've learned to give myself a lot of space to be able to make decisions from a place of being able to make a choice instead of, uh, being victimized by yourself or by others. Oh, so wow. I, I, think, love no, I
0: love that. I love that really like that, that the choices we're making, I mean, with anything, but, you know, here, we're talking specifically about nutrition. If we're come from a, a, coming from a place of empowerment and I'm choosing to do this versus like, I have to, or this is the only way it's very different.
1: Right. And I think that sometimes we get confused between like discipline and kind of like abusing ourselves. Like, yes, there, there are definitely, you know, there are some things that are very hard to do and they're good choices. Like if you're going to be choosing to eat a salad, you know, it's not necessarily always easy. I happen to love salad. So maybe it's not a great example, but, um, (laughs) there are some things that, that, um, are not necessarily easy choices to make, but they're, they're kind of good choices, big picture to make. But if you're going to make that choice out of the sense of, um, I have to, there's no other choice and I'm not going to be okay if I don't, um, so then you kind of, you end up, you're, you're kind of being just really negative toward yourself and mean toward yourself and and you're not listening maybe to the part of you that feels scared or not so okay within it. So if it's possible to, I always say like, I don't care if I'm going to eat an Oreo or if I'm going to eat a salad. What I want to do is I want to be able to make that choice from a place of peace and strength and empowerment. Um, And most of the time, whichever choice I make, whichever one I choose, if I'm able to make it from that place of instead of feeling victimized by the Oreo or forced into the salad, and I'm able to instead find that place of power, so then most of the time, big picture, that ends up meaning that I make more good choices than not, because I'm giving myself room to just um, to listen to myself. And once you do that, you're able to hopefully come to a place of wanting to do the best thing for yourself, big picture, instead of in this moment. Wow, that's
0: fantastic! How did you get to that place, Sharon? How did you come to be able to approach your eating from that point of view? That's a pretty like high. That's some pretty high level thinking around food, and most people aren't
1: there. So, how did you get there? Therapy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Lots and lots of therapy. I'm saying I'm so lucky to be honest. Like when you go through difficulties and like one of the things that I've gained so much from is just learning how to ask for help. And then learning how to find people who can really support you into getting to where you want to go is so important. Um, So that's huge for me. Like, I think the reason why I was able to actually choose originally to go to a personal trainer, which was the first step on this journey was because I had gone to therapy and started seeing how I was how I got so much help and how I was suddenly able to do so many more things I had always wanted to do and how I was managing so much better in so many aspects of my life. And that made me realize like, why do I think I should be taking this on by myself? Mm. Um, so that's, that's a big, that's a big one. Um, I'm actually, by the way, I'm also in school for psychology. I, um, I would like to one day um, uh, possibly become a therapist, but also I'm kind of developing a method of Yeah. Um, like personal training and coaching around this idea. Um, people who have trauma, I, I sometimes will get clients who have trauma and it's like, they, they kind of want to be pushed, but at the same time, they're so scared because when they're physically doing, um, something that's hard and kind of stressful on the body, Mm -hmm. they could experience that as trauma, trauma lives in the body, physically speaking. Um, and so they can experience, let's say you're doing a plank and then all of a sudden they're like, no, no, I can't. And so there's a difference between, and I can't, that's like, uh, I'm tired and I don't want to do it right now. And a can't, that's like this heavy sense of, "I'm. Um, I feel like I have to, but I don't want to. And there's this kind of internal fight that's going on and there's, there's trauma there. Um, it's really complicated. I can't, like, I wouldn't go into the whole entire thing, but what I started, like, I started to be able to kind of, um. Help people to find their own empowerment within that because I was able to do that for myself. Um, wow, that's fantastic.
0: I love how you're, you know, going to blend the psychology with the training.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, there's 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 something called like somatic therapy, and then there's um, and then there's regular training. And I think that a lot of people who are who get um, like emotionally triggered. During training, don't realize that's what it is. They think that they're lazy, but a lot of times it's really a question of can we can we look internally and figure out what's happening for you right now? Maybe you're really anxious. Maybe there's really a little bit of a panic happening. I used to get panic attacks. I would when I would do cardio. Really. Um, yeah, because when you have trauma, so and you start getting out of breath, your body thinks, "I think I'm about to die," because that's what that, that that's when you're traumatized. So kind of that's the feeling that happens is you feel like you're in mortal danger, and then you get out of breath, and it triggers the reminder of where you used to be. So, and what do you
0: find helps in that in that moment?
1: Um, stopping, if you can, to try to stop for a second, and ask and and check in because. Right now there's something inside of you that's terrified, even if it's very it's hard to recognize because there's another part of you that thinks, oh, you're just you're just trying to get out of this and and it's not that you're, you know, it's not that you're anxious, it's 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 that you're lazy or that you're bad in some way. But meanwhile, if you're able to instead validate that no, 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 there's something that's going on here. This is hard for me. There I'm scared. I'm, I'm anxious right now. If you can take a second and pause and take a breath and acknowledge that it's there so many times you're able to do it after that um, it, giving yourself space to be where you are is huge. Just letting mm-hmm. yourself, just let yourself be wherever you are, because most of the time we're not there forever and you can get through it. But if you deny it, then it stays.
0: And have you found that as you've done that, that these incidences, um, have Decre- come yeah. further
1: apart? Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, a hundred percent. I see for myself and clients that like, uh, you, that, it definitely stops it starts happening less and less and then what starts happening eventually is that sometimes you don't even have to stop because you're able to give yourself what you need in the moment i had a workout a couple weeks ago where like i started feeling a little bit of anxiety during the workout and i just I, I i was like i'm gonna slow down a little bit right now like i'm not stopping i'm just gonna slow down a little bit and i'm gonna i'm gonna give myself that care and i'm gonna tell myself as i'm doing it bachava i'm giving this to you i um, I'm taking care of you right now. I'm slowing down a little bit. And you know what? I was able to speed up a few minutes later. Um, uh, I was doing a, usually for me, it's, it's cardio and planks are the worst for me. Everyone has different things where, the, where it comes out, but it happens to be that those are the two, like the two things that when I do, I, I can get triggered. But yeah, it definitely happens a lot less. And you also learn how to handle it so that mm-hmm. instead of re-traumatizing yourself, you're able to find that, that strong place to continue from where you're taking good care of yourself.
0: Wow, that's fantastic! And how great that you're going to be looking for ways to help other people with that. That's fantastic. Yeah, thanks. Um, Okay, so continue on then. Um, you <laughs> had some questions that you were building up to here, so let's. Yeah.
1: So I started by I, I the first thing I did when when I was ready, like so that's that's where we went a little bit off track here. Is you asked what did I start doing, and I first thing I did was I gave myself space. So that was my first answer was that when when I first found out about this new way of doing things, I recognized that if I did it right away, it would be coming from a place of feeling like I have to, I really wanted to lose the weight that I had just put back on. I had put on 30 pounds again. And, um, and I felt this sense of like have to, and, and forcing. And, and I felt I don't want to come from that place. I want to give myself room to make a choice and room Mm -hmm. to be able to, to do it from a, a place that feels strong. So I gave myself time until I felt ready. So it was about four months, months uh, since when, I, from when I found this new way of doing things, um, till when I decided to do it. And then when I did it, I just, um, I did like a, the calorie calculator, which, you know, to calculate, you know, times 12 where I wanted to get to. And I gave myself, um, I think it's recommended to like go down, you know, instead of going down the full amount of weight. Cause I, I have, a I had a bit to lose. I still do, but, um, I had quite a bit. So I, basically wanted to give myself a lot of space to do it slowly and sustainably so I calculated the calories based on what you know you say and Jordan says and um and then I just started and it was incredible how like right away I had this insane moment where I remember the first day literally I filled my calories from cookies I was like it can't be that this is true and I filled and then all of a sudden I was like wow you know what I don't feel bad because I know that yes, I'd like to be eating healthy. And yes, that nutrition is important. But for me, a big, big thing was the weight loss. And all of a sudden, I was like, you are in your calories, which means that you're going to be able to get to where you need to go, you're allowed to eat cookies. And then I didn't have to eat cookies the whole day. It was like the first time that I always all of a sudden, didn't have that shame and guilt that came with that judgment of the food. And then I was, I was, I am probably eating healthier than I've ever eaten in my entire life. And that's also including my cookies and donuts and pizza, whatever it is, whenever it is. But I'm, I'm eating so much protein and salad and vegetables. And I feel amazing. I've always had like digestive issues. I don't have them anymore. I like physically speaking, it was this amazing realization that there's no such thing as good or bad food. There's just that, you know, more or less nutrition, more or less calories. And then there are the choices that you make. And when that shame and fear was gone, it just it just opened up so much freedom for me.
0: I can hear for it me. in your voice. I can hear the uh, excitement in your voice about finding a way to eat that um, felt good to you and that didn't feel like it was coming from this place of shame and trying to lose weight um, and only eat clean. I mean, that's a really big thing, right? That everybody, yeah. not everybody, but there's there's such a a culture of to lose weight, you have to eat clean. And everybody has different definitions of what that means. But often what it comes down to is us feeling guilty a lot.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. I'm like nodding my head as you're speaking. I (laughs) I just caught myself nodding a lot.
0: (laughs) We can Um, hear the nodding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am excited about it because I think that for me, a big thing also was that I didn't understand the science. Like That's what somebody asked me, like they're like, Wow, you you know, you look great. And I'm like, how are you and everyone wants to know, how are you doing it? And I'm like, it's a combination of science and (laughs) self-love. That's a strong
0: combination.
1: (laughs) But like, that's really what it is, is I didn't understand what a calorie was. I didn't understand how this works. And the moment that I found out that there's like an actual scientific basis for gaining and losing weight, all of a sudden it's like everything fell away and I feel so much freer and so much less stressed. I, I don't think that I've ever before this time, not been afraid of food. No matter what weight I was at, no matter how I was eating, I was always scared. Wow. And now I'm not scared anymore because I I I know what it is. I just, I, I had to learn the actual science of how food and calories and bodies and nutrition, how it works. And then once I knew what it was, it just fell away. This, this great weight just fell away.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And what have your results been?
1: So so I did the, I, I started doing the calories and then, um and, I, and then something like, I don't know, uh 50 days in or something, I started focusing on protein. And then you, I had, I had sent you the first message I sent you was about the neat, the steps, the 10,000 steps. Oh yeah, steps. yeah. You, so you introduced me to that and I, I always like, I never understood it. And then like you explained how, you know, whatever uh workouts or eating or health you're doing you're meant to be moving moving is so important and your whole get up thing I love it I tell them every single time I get up to do my stuff I hear your like voice in my head get up <laughs> <You sing. laughs> oh that makes me so happy <laughs> so that's why I had sent you that message in the first place I sent you a message that like I was having a really hard day and I had an, an appointment to go to and usually I would just you know take a bus or a cab whatever um and I but I needed to get my steps in, so I walked, and I felt so much better from it. And all of a sudden, I realized, like, wow, I'm not triggered anymore. I'm feeling calm. I'm feeling peaceful. And I realized, like, wow, since I've been doing this, I've been doing so much better mentally, emotionally. And um, I think the message I sent to you was like, I'm at fourteen thousand steps, and I'm still going. <laughs> like, yeah, I just, yeah. I was, I was outside. I was. It was beautiful, and I just felt so good. And that's something that I really like. You gave to me very much, um, which I really appreciate. Thank you. Thank you. Really.
0: I can't even tell you how much I love hearing that.
1: So yeah, so I started doing that around like um, I don't know, something like seventy I'm at I'm at like 126 days, I think. I'm on my fit fitness pal. So every single day I see my number of days and like, yeah, it's nice to keep track that way. So, so cool. A hundred, I think twenty-six days, and I'm down I'm down something like twenty-three plus pounds plus I've I've definitely gotten stronger. I mean, like, I don't know how to tell gaining muscle. I mean, you can't really tell how much muscle and fat you're, like, I uh, mean to say it's hard to have an exact calculation of how much muscle you're gaining, but mm-hmm. I believe I'm gaining muscle. Um, I've been eating around 140, 50 grams of protein a day. Um, and, um, and I'm doing consistent strength, strength training. I'm, I'm stronger than I've ever been. I'm, like, inc- I'm really, really strong. I'm actually very, like, I feel very good about it. I'm, I'm really proud of myself. That's it, fantastic.
0: That's, what's so, your favorite
1: lift? My favorite lift. Uh, I love. I like chest presses. Yeah. I, really, yeah. I. I really, really like chest presses. I find I'm really strong in those. I also love like push ups. Um, yeah. I like chest moves. I think um, that's so fun. I
0: have to tell you, that's really exciting to hear. Not a lot of women go for upper body moves as their favorite. So I so, personally love to bench press.
1: I think. Um, yeah. A bench press. Yeah. So I, I think I, I, i I'm kind of built, um, like I've always gained muscle like easily. I think I'm kind of like built muscularly. I'm not a, like running and cardio. I'm not, I'm not so built for those. Those are more of a struggle for me, but, um, yeah, like I am, I am built. So that, that makes me really happy also. Like I used to be a little bit also afraid of muscle and now I'm not, I used to think that I was going to become, you know, uh, that's another, you know, that was debunked for me a long time ago, right. When I started working out, I was like, but I don't want to get like, I don't want to look like a bodybuilder. And it's like, Hey, it's right. really hard. It is really hard. And now I'm like, no, no, I think I do want to look like a <laughs> <laughs> Like, wait, no, I want that. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I have a little bit of a different perspective. It's just, it feels so good to be strong. It feels so good to, To like that freedom of knowing that you can do something and that freedom of moving around and feeling so good in your own body and feeling like strong and one with yourself. I'm saying that I definitely have days where I don't feel that way. But overall, I used to feel so heavy emotionally, physically, you know, and I guess I just feel so much lighter.
0: Oh, wow. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Me too. It's fantastic to hear the, the power of, of getting stronger is it's life-changing.
1: Yeah. I think that so many people don't realize the, the emotional and mental health implications of it. Like, uh, it it just, I'm saying I struggled for so, for so long with so much emotional pain and I still Mm -hmm. do. It's definitely not a linear process, but, um, it's given me so much, um, in so many ways, there's this, uh, psychologist on, on Instagram that I follow and she talks about, um, trying to remember what her name is. I think it's the holistic psychologist. She talks Uh about keeping, keeping promises to yourself and how healing that is to like, learn that you're a reliable person for yourself. And for me, I think that that's part of what working out has been is like, I, I told myself when I started working out, I found out what's the minimum and the minimum they say is like twice a week. Like as, so it's not to be losing muscle. If you want to gain, you have to Mm -hmm. do more than that. But um, I found that out and I was like, but I'm, I'm giving, a, I'm making a promise right now that we're going to work out as, mu- as much as I possibly can, because, you know, you do get sick and life sometimes gets in the way and whatever, but we're going to do minimum twice a week. And I think that I've not kept that like maybe a handful of times because I was sick or something else happened. And it's just, I don't know, it's given me so much. And I really think that like. So many people are missing this in their life and it's such a small thing, but it gives you so much. That's incredible that you made that promise to yourself
0: and have been consistent with it. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. Have you noticed that the the working out has helped with your
1: um, mental and emotional state? 100%, like 100,000%. I used to not sleep. Like I used to have a lot of anxiety and I, and I wouldn't get much sleep. And I, when I started working out, it was within like a month or two, I started sleeping better and it was like amazing. Cause I hadn't slept well since I was probably, I don't know, uh, you know, 14, 13 years old that I can remember starting to not be able to sleep. And all of a sudden, like my, my, I started to sleep and my quality of sleep was better. And then just like overall, um, there's something very grounding and calming, but I also wanna make that disclaimer of just being careful. I, I would say just to making sure that it feels good emotionally, because sometimes mm-hmm. you could try to like force yourself or push yourself when you're not so in tune with yourself um, and what you need. So I just try to come from a good place. And part of that is also recognizing like, I tell myself like if you need to do yoga now that's fine. I also tell myself if you need to not do anything, that's also okay yeah um but like just learning how to give yourself space to make decisions as opposed to feeling like you have to and as opposed to feeling like you're forced um, huge. but that that's given me a tremendous amount working out on an on a an emotional mental place for sure. I feel so much more centered and grounded, and yeah i I
0: highly, highly recommend it. <laughs> That's fantastic. So it sounds like in the past, you know, however many months, and then before that, even years, you you got into the strength training and the working out a while ago. Then in the past months, you've really got a handle on your nutrition. sounds like your sleep has improved. So
1: tell me what your question is. Okay. So I have a couple questions. Okay. I actually really, you should know, by the way, I really would love to, I think I'm going to, my next goal is going to be to like, take some, Courses and like, um, to become more of like a health coach because okay. I find it so amazing and it's done so much for me and I want to help other people too. Um, but okay. So my questions are a few things. So first of all, um, I want to know, so I'm, I'm at, uh, I started out at something like 220 pounds or something. I didn't go on the scale right away. Cause I was a little bit afraid. Um, and, and now I'm something like, uh, so I don't know exactly what I started out from, but then I checked my weight a few weeks later and it was uh, 207 pounds. Okay. And then now I'm at like 184, okay. um, 183, something like that. Um, I have to check, but um, I do weigh myself every day, but I happen to be on uh, a from my scale. So I'm not weighing myself right now because I know that scales are different. Gotcha. Um, But, so my question is, I've, from the beginning, I decided to go with, um, uh, 1,850 calories, 1850. Uh Um, I knew that was like, it could be that that was like slightly low, but I kind of just started there and it felt good to me. Mm -hmm. And throughout this entire time, that's kind of felt like I haven't felt too hungry or too restricted. I do sometimes do calorie cycling, which I love. I love that concept. I think that that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and also occasionally, you know, um, I'll, I'll, uh, allow myself to just go off and enjoy something if need be. Um, but my question is, if, is that like, as long as that feels good to me and as long as there's weight loss, is that fine? Is there any indicators I should be looking out for, for that either that it's a too steep of a deficit or not enough of a deficit? Like, how do you make that decision? That is a great question.
0: Um, so as far as knowing if it's still going to help you lose weight you're going to look based on your results so as long as you're continuing to lose weight at a rate that you're happy with so a good range of progress is a half a pound to two pounds per week if you're falling in there and that's on average obviously you don't have to lose that amount each week but if you average it out as long as you're continuing to lose at that rate and your adherence is high you can keep those calories. When I set my calories for my clients, I don't change them a lot. There's not like, oh, you've lost 10 pounds. It's time to you know, reduce your calories or you've lost 20 pounds. It's time to reduce your calories. I only reduce calories if we get to a point where they're not losing weight anymore and their adherence level is very high. So we're talking like 90% adherence to your plan. So you okay. keep track of like, okay, In the past 30 days, how many days did I hit that calorie target? If it's 90% or above and you're still not losing weight or, and it's not just weight, if you're not losing weight on the scale or seeing progress in pictures or seeing the fit of your clothes change or losing inches, if you're seeing no progress in any of those and your adherence has been over 90%, that's when I would consider reducing calories.
1: Okay, fine. So then that that fits. I just wanted to make sure like... Yeah. Okay. Fine. That's and I one. would
0: assume, so you're, um, you said at 1850 and you're around 184 pounds. I think that's, uh, that sounds like if I, if you were starting out, that would be a great amount of calories. Like I would give you that as a good solid. That's still going to be a pretty fast clip of weight loss is what I would assume. Yeah,
1: so far, so far it's been pretty consistent. Um, it leads me to my next question actually, but so far it has been pretty consistent. I think it comes out to around uh, like 1.3 pounds a week. That's fantastic. Um, that's fantastic. But once more, I went back and like check how much I'm losing per week on average. And that's, I think, around what it
0: is. Yeah, that's a really good average. And then from the other end, you'd said, you know, how do I know if the calories are too, are too low? Um, I would look there to, are you losing weight incredibly fast? How hungry are you feeling? And how sustainable does it feel? Because look, we could say like, Oh, Sharon, you're now going to eat 900 calories. Would you lose weight? Sure, you would lose weight. Are you going to be able to stick with that? Is that going to feel good? No. Um, and so you want to go as far as is this number too low for me? How, again, look at your weight your rate of weight loss. See if it falls in that average and how are you feeling with regards to hunger, satiety and sustainability?
1: Okay, fine. That's that 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 fits in. Now, I think I think that overall I've been probably around 90% consistent basically throughout and I feel very good on it. I haven't felt too hungry. Happens to be also. I'll just say in case there are any uh, like um, listeners who have the same problem. Like in, I also do something specific, which is that in Judaism. So like we we have shah, a Shabbat or Shabbos, whatever. So uh-huh. it means that like once a week, we basically are having like two Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is really complicated, but I just, I basically, I do two things. First of all, when I'm making it myself, so I'll, I'll like really make it with my calories in mind. And when I'm going to someone else, I really try to assign myself extra. That's where the calorie cycling really helps me. I give myself extra calories if I want them. And the amazing thing is also, again, I find the same thing that sometimes I don't end up Wanting them, and instead I just make choices that work for me with, within the calories that I'd rather use. Because once you have that space, it's like, well, do I want to have an extra piece of bread or not? Like, do I feel like it? It's. It reminds me also of your bites left behind, which is another thing, by the way, that you've given me a tremendous like amount of inspiration from. Is like, you the whole you are not a garbage can. Like, yeah. it, it's huge. It's huge for me. I can't tell you how I have this. It's so crazy because you have these conflicting things of like not wanting to eat because you want to lose weight, but then feeling like you can't waste this. Like I can't waste it. Mm-hmm. I have to finish it. And then like, it was just such a great insight for me. Like I am not a garbage can eat if you're hungry. And then there's so much, when you know that you're not going to be restricted, you're able to actually listen to your body about whether you're hungry or not. So absolutely. So I actually found that even though I was giving myself extra calories for um, for those meals, I didn't need them a lot of the time because when okay. I gave myself that room, I actually just was listening to what I what my body wanted. And many times it, I didn't need to, uh, I didn't need to calorie cycle. So um, that permission so yeah, so sounds think,
0: huge then. Yeah.
1: So I think, I think overall um, the, I think that I feel like I, got, I really got a good answer. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. No problem. Um, and I would say the other question I had was more about like um, when you add in calories for like a diet break or reverse diet. I don't know um, yeah. what they call different things. Mm-hmm. So I did do it um, after like, I think I was on it for three months. And then the third, entire third month, I was feeling very um, emotionally up and down, even though the, and the scale was also going up and down a lot, even though it was definitely heading in a downward trend. um, There was a lot of um, spikes. And, uh, and, um, and then emotionally I had been handling the spikes better the first two months than the, than the third month. And I so didn't want to do a diet break. Cause I was like so excited about losing and being on this path and everything. And then eventually I was just like, Hey, what are you doing? You're supposed to be giving yourself breaks. You're supposed to be giving yourself room. And like, you know, there's nothing wrong with, um, taking a break. This is all about sustainability and a way of life. So I finally heard all the messages that, you know, that you say, and that everybody says, which is like, it's a good thing to do. And I, I did, I added 300 calories in for, Mm -hmm. um, for two weeks. Um, I think I probably could have done more, but I felt like for me, like it was such a scary thing for me to do because I, I was so happy with the fact that I was losing weight. It was hard for me to do. So I kind of gave myself room to do it only a little bit to start out with. But I guess my question is like, I guess a similar thing. How do you make a decision to, um, to, to like, of of how to, of whether or not to be, to add in calories and then how much and for how long, I don't know if this is too involved of a topic to ask right now. No, it's absolutely fine.
0: Okay. So how to decide to take a diet break is going to be a very personal thing. You don't ever have to take one. There's no time that you have to in order to keep losing weight. Um, unless it comes to the point where you can't, you can't, you're not adhering to your plan. That's kind of the cue for me that it's time for one of my clients and I to chat about, hey, let's take a break here because they've been at it for a good couple of months and they're not adhering very well anymore when they were before. And the thing that they might really need is just a breather from those lower calories. Let's bring your calories up so you can you know, have more of the, the fun foods that you want, have a little bit more um, ability to go out and enjoy things. Um, for some people, they want to just a break from tracking and some more calories. And so we go to a different method of, of like a three plate, two snack method. Mm-hmm. So the key that you might need a break is you're not adhering as well as you once were. Um, or you're just feeling kind of burnt out from it. Um, that's really the time to say, like, let's consider taking a break. It doesn't get to the, it's not, and a lot of people think it's like physically I can't lose weight anymore um, and my body needs a break. It's not that. It's that mentally you're just not on it as much as you were at one time. And the thing that can really help you get back on it with your consistency, um, with, you know, weighing and measuring and you know, not eating the extra piece of bread when you're not hungry and all of those things, it's just taking a break from all of that. And you give yourself the space to take that break by increasing your calories. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that, that, that actually, that fits like the burned out piece is what I'm relating to is that I was feeling, I was feeling like, it, it felt it was starting to feel a little restricted, I guess. Um, and then when I added that 300 calories in, like oh my gosh, it felt like so much, yeah! Like, all of a sudden, I felt there was so much more space and so much more room. And when I decided after two weeks to go back down, I didn't feel it that restriction anymore. I was, I felt good, like I was, I was good to go. I just needed that. It, it, that small amount of time with like a little bit more room so that i could be ready to to give myself a little less space but without it feeling restrictive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's the other uh, part of your question is so how long should the break be for? And that really again depends on the person and what they need and how much weight they still want to lose. Sometimes um i'll have clients and they come up and they'll take a full maintenance break and we and i have them commit like hey i'm going to do this for 8 weeks. Because people, sometimes they say they want to break, but as soon as they see the scale stop moving, and that's the whole point, you know, you get to maintenance when the scale has stopped moving um, and is remaining steady, they get kind of freaked out and they immediately want to reduce their calories. And so we broached that from the beginning of, we're going to stick with this for eight weeks before we adjust back down. Um, other times what people really need is just a couple of weeks off. Like they just need a few weeks and we just, you know, they're not really looking to find their maintenance calories or anything yet. They just want, you know, two or three weeks of a little bit more calories, you know, and that also can be taken care of with what's called a jab deficit. I'm not sure if you've heard me or
1: Jordan talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I've, I've heard you talk about it on a previous podcast, I Yeah, think.
0: and that just means that you come to maintenance every so often. So you can do a deficit for a week or two and then maintenance for a week or two and then a deficit for a week or two and you set yourself up on a schedule so you know what you're doing. And that can be enough of a mental break as well to help you really keep adherent to your plan. And that's the key, is we're looking for adherence to your plan. There is nothing more demotivating for weight loss Than to really try hard, but not actually hit your deficit, but it's still such a high level of effort to not lose weight. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes,
1: yes, I do. If you're
0: just shy of hitting your, your calorie target many days in a row, you're not going to lose weight yet. You've put in all of this effort. So mentally you feel like you should get the results until you look on paper and you're like, wait, I didn't actually do it, but it was still hard.
1: Right. It's so interesting. Cause I relate to it from a point of view of having done so many diets without the counting calories and, and, and worked so hard to eat like the, the quote unquote clean that we were talking about, um, the clean eating and then, and then you don't lose. And like, it's so frustrating and painful to put in that much work and that much effort and then not see any results. And it's, it's Yeah, when I started doing this, um, when I actually started doing this calorie deficit, I didn't actually find it that hard to stay within the calories like 90% of the time because of the fact that it just, for, for me, my personal experience, everyone's different. I just felt like, wow, this is so clear. Like I understand exactly what I need to be doing to get to where I need to go. And if I don't do what is being said, so then it's not going to work. And so yeah. for me, I, I, didn't have, I didn't have such a hard time sticking with it from that perspective. Um, and like, but, but before that, when I was doing the other diets that I found, like you put so much work in and so much time, but then you're not getting the results you want. And And that's that's,
0: so frustrating.
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So did you have another question or were those the, the biggies?
1: Um, I hold on one second. I do think I had one more, but, um, this is so nerve wracking, by the way. I didn't even tell you when we were starting how nervous I am about being. Oh! Like, well, I look, feel like. There's
0: no reason <laughs> to be nervous. There's no reason to be nervous. By the way, the things you've shared here are going to help a lot of people. Like your entire story and the process you went through um, as you struggled with trauma and how you've approached fitness and nutrition. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to resonate with that.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Um, if anybody is in Jerusalem and wants to, you know, look up a personal trainer, I, uh, I am definitely also available if that's uh, amazing. That's something that people would be in- interested in. Amazing. Uh, or if you need yeah. cake. Oh, that's true. <laughs> both both of them, I, I'm a very big, a big advocate of both. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been eating her cakes this entire time and I still lost 23 pounds. So, you know,
0: <laughs> it's true. You can eat cake and still lose weight.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so, yeah, that's, um, I'm, I'm tone, tone with bachava is my uh, tone with um, bachava. Okay. Yeah. It's so, no, so I guess I'm, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, that's really so much of, I think that when you, anybody who's gone through, I think there's nobody in this world who hasn't gone through pain of some sort and i think that one of the things for me that gives my my previous experience and my pain meaning is being able to help other people um yeah so that's very meaningful thank you i appreciate that i i hope that it does speak to people um i think that sometimes life is really hard and we have so many struggles but knowing that other people have gone through similar things and having the support and hearing you know, that people have gotten through it can be, can make it so much easier and can help, you know, at least help a little bit. So, I'm without a doubt. Without, a doubt,
0: without um, a doubt, you know, it helps people to not feel alone and to feel hope and to see how other people have um, managed through it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, during this time period is so, such a difficult time period for so many people. And I think that that's something I've been thinking about a lot is how, like, there's, there's, um, things can be hard and things can be painful, but at the same time, like th- you can also be grateful and there can also be good. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You know, there's like, there's always a mix yeah. happening. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now, um, Sharon, do you have a fitness Instagram account for people to follow? I, I do. I re- it's very new, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, give us that. Let's have you shout that it's- out. Okay. So that's to- tone
1: with Batsheva.
0: Okay, so that is the same one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Toned with and I spell, spell Batsheva for people. Okay. B
1: A T S
0: H E V A. Fabulous. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. This has been really this has been really fantastic to get to know you and to hear where you've come from and and your story is so inspiring.
1: Yeah, thank you. Really. I I just want to say like again just how much I appreciate you and everything you're putting out there. I think also, like, even of all the different like accounts like that I have found, I just appreciate the fact that you you have such a like a gentleness and compassion in the way that you share information and that you speak to people and that you share your own like life and experience um, so that other people people can gain. And for me, like, I'm somebody who needs that gentleness, and I I really appreciate um, just how nice you are and how how giving you are with the information. Um,
0: Oh, I so, so yeah, appreciate that. I, I so appreciate I that. I want to say thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Um, let's keep in touch. Don't be a stranger. Um, we'll, we'll keep DMing. Okay. Great. All thank right. You. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for being here and listening in to the Fitness Simplified podcast today. I hope you found it educational, motivational, inspirational all the kinds ofational (laughs) if you enjoyed it if you found value in it it would mean so much to me if you would go ahead and leave a rating and review on whatever platform you are listening to this on it really does help to get this podcast to other people thanks so much